and welcome to Hayes' Higher Learning. My name is Ashley Hayes, and I'm so, so, so excited today. We are getting into our first alternative spirituality, alternative religion series. And today I have two absolutely amazing guests with me. I have Ms. Tolu and I have Aisha, and they're going to introduce themselves. And we're going to get into a little bit about Black girl spirituality outside of the Christian context. Because when I was growing up, I was raised Christian and in the church. And everything was voodoo if it wasn't like from the Bible, if it wasn't happening in church. And then I sort of began this journey that sort of started in Buddhism, but ultimately led me to understand more of Yoruba tradition and more of um, what religion and spirituality look like outside of um, a white Christian context, right? And um, sort of tapping into Black mysticism and womanhood and the ways in which we use this sort of divinity work. So I'm super excited for you all to join us. Um, Tolu, tell us who you are, where you're from. Hi, my name is Tolu Wanini Obiwole. Um, I live in Denver, Colorado. I'm originally from Lagos, Nigeria. Um, and I am really excited to be here. I am an artist, I am a healer, um, a consultant, and like every Virgo, I have 25 jobs. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Complete facts. Aisha? Hi, my name is Aisha Ipedayo Odola Obo, and like Tolu, I'm also from Nigeria. I am from Oshogbo. And um, yeah, I'm a braider. I'm the ultimate middleman. And I'm the person that you meet at the lighthouse. Hey, mm -hmm. I like it. I love it. I love it. So I met you all like two totally different ways. Aisha I met because I was looking for somebody to braid my hair. And somebody was like, yo, she's dope. And then the first time she braided my hair, she like read my chart. And I was like, who is this woman? <laughs> She's like, give me your time of birth, where you were born, and then read me to field. And then Miss Tolu, I met doing poetry, a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant poet. And um, Tolu actually gave me my first reading last week, my first tarot card reading, which was such an experience. And Tolu, tell me a little bit how you sort of came to tarot. Um, what Were you raised in a mystic household? How, tell me a little more about your religious background. Um, so my parents... Um, are both evangelical pastors okay. um, and both Christian converts. My mother uh, comes from a Muslim family, and my father, uh, his family was very deeply into um, Ifa. And they both met at a very interesting intersection. And then I came out um, and grew up in a very Christian household. So, like, knew everything that was not of God, that was not, you know, in church, was definitely the devil. Mm. But there came a point where, like, I just really couldn't ignore my dreams anymore. I really couldn't ignore um, all of the pulls that, you know, all of the ways in which spirit was pulling me. Um, even in church, it was so interesting the ways that, like, Christianity makes exceptions for mysticism. Like, in church, if I was basically giving a reading, they would call it a prophecy. They would say that I had the gift of prophecy. Mm -hmm. Or in church, sometimes, like, the church that my parents went to, the main, the head pastor was really deeply spiritual and really deeply connected to God. Um, and so would sometimes, like, stop worship and then, like, call on me to, like, come and do a healing for someone. Mm -hmm. like, and they called it laying on of hands. Mm -hmm. And so they would, and I would do that. And it was, like, this really weird, Utilized, like, yeah. this is... Um, this is brujeria that we are doing here, mm -hmm. um, but we're making an <laughs> exception for it because this church is intercessory prayer. 
And so by the time I was 21, I was deeply skeptical of the structure of Christianity already. Like it had already come apart. And then God just led me in a different way. Mm-hmm. And um, I was gifted my first tarot reading and then um, gifted my first deck of tarot cards not much after. And I didn't really know what to do. I just like started reading up on it on the internet, going to my mentors who I started like finding slowly but surely. Um, And then they started teaching me and I just kept with it, kept reading for myself. And then eventually um, was strongly nudged by spirit into uh, my healer path. And part of that is utilizing readings and utilizing readings as a way of figuring out um, what people need, helping them with energy work problems, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, that's how it became part of my life. That is so, mm, so fire. dope. It is. That's it so is. <laughs> and it's so interesting because labeling, right, is kind of what controls like culture. Yes. And so to be in a culture that labels your dreams a certain way or will accept it in this context, but not yeah. in a context that is rooted really in, in our home culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is a conversation we need to continue to have so that we teach people to tap into their gifts regardless of what you call them or what book you use to guide them. And um, Aisha, I love you so much because you are a child of the stars and (laughs) astrology is just like, I've never been read like I've been read by you before. And I think that you are so dope. So tell me about your journey to that. Um, How did you come to astrology? Was that something you grew up um, that was present in your household? Oddly enough, astrology has always been in our household, but it wasn't associated to any anything outside of what it was, which was just knowledge of self. And how I came into it was seeking knowledge of self. I wanted to know more about me. And I think a thing about astrology is, is that it is kismet-based. Mm-hmm. It is exactly the time, place that you were born. And that's math. Mm-hmm. That is complete math. This is, this is not English or whatever. This is math. When we think about the three Moors that found Jesus Christ, they were ba- they the Moors that they found stars. Jesus Christ. You feel me? They were the ones that found Jesus, gifted him, bestowed him with gifts because of their astronomy knowledge, their astrology knowledge, and arithmetic. This is math. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, my parents, I'm raised by two Sagittarius. So, you know, they, they're prideful about their stuff. They're <laughs> like, okay, we're Sagittarius. And so we all knew, and I'm a family of mutable signs. So I'm the Virgo, my sister's the Gemini, my other sister's the Pisces, and both of my parents are Sagittarius. Oh my God. So we go everywhere. Okay. <laughs> we travel. If you're a mutable sign, you know that you're going to be shifted from left to right. And so what does that me, mean, mutable signs? Mutable signs. So mutable signs are signs that are adaptable. Okay. They're the signs that are able to, they have to understand change and they have to utilize change for their benefit. And I think oftentimes a lot of people may not, you know, fixed signs will have a trouble with change. Mm, you know what I, I mean? Fixed signs will have a trouble. You know what? <laughs> what we're not going to do is call the Aquarius out. <laughs> That's what we're not going to do. <laughs> 
change is difficult for people, but change is yeah. necessary for Bags. people. And so for us, we are so used to changing that finding home was very hard for us. Mm, I see. And so finding a level of home within myself in terms of knowledge, I sought as I sought it out. So one and for whatever reason, you know, shout out to my goons, but anytime I see the symbols, for whatever reason, it just makes sense. Sense. Yeah, it makes sense, and it's just like, oh, bang! This is this is your problem. <laughs> Did you know that you have this problem? And and for me, because I'm a psychology major, and the goal is to become a therapist, I actually want to utilize astrology with you know with psychology because I feel and believe that it's a roadmap. It's okay. not a tell all. Nothing's yeah. the tell all. We're all individuals at the end of the day, but it is a cute script. Ooh, okay. It is blueprint, a cute script. Kind of. It's a blueprint, exactly. But it's not the end-all, be-all blueprint. The, at the end of the day, you work with divinity and you work with your humanity. And that works and coexists with each other. So I'm at this point where I'm just like, okay, cool. I want to learn more about myself and I get deeper. And you know, if you get into mysticism... You get deeper. Yeah. And you get deeper. <laughs> and you get deeper into this abyss of knowledge. And my thing is, I don't want to just have knowledge. I want to have wisdom. And, yeah. And wisdom is applied knowledge. So how do I actually apply this information? Because I have fall placement. So I have, my Mars is in Cancer. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should see the lips <laughs> on his face. And she's a Virgo too, so she gets it. Like, my Mars is in Cancer, and it's it's told to us that we are overtly emotional and this, that, and the other, and it's not a good placement. But actually, for this time frame, I think it actually is the best placement. And here's why: because everyone is focusing and moving on apathy. Everyone is moving on a dis, uh, um, uh, 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 intangible connection. No one is moving on real, real, real bonds. Yeah. Everything is fleeting. <laughs> but cancers is not fleeting. But cancers is it's bound. Mm, okay, I That's see. That's the mama. I see. It's bound. I and see. my Mars being in cancer means that I am bound to the nature of the world. Understanding it. Not liking it, but wanting to change it. So I have this psychic power of knowing, oh, this ain't right for me. Or this is right for me, but it's difficult for me. And that's the duality. It's right for me, but it's difficult for me. And that's what we talk about on okay. Jesus Higher Learning. Doing right, the difficult yeah. things <laughs> and seeking connection <laughs> and, and seeking to move past those behaviors made in apathy and shifts yeah. towards empathy. And it's just so amazing. Like, the stars are there. The stars were here before we got here. They'll be here after we leave. It's a portal day. And for me, what does that mean? Oh, it's September 9th. Oh, 9-9-2019. Yeah. And you, uh, my birthday is 9-19-1992. That's so awesome. it's, it's a portal day. It's when I say I've been through, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> been through it. <laughs> like closer to Saturn return. Oh, best believe that. And then like Saturn, Saturn's about to go direct on the 18th. So wow. the day after the 18th is my birthday. Ain't that some? Wow, wow, like wow. My wow. Saturn's in Aquarius. So you know, I, I Aquarius is the best sign. <laughs> oh. oh, oh. I know. <laughs> 
you learned the hard Not way. Not a support group, my Saturn. <laughs> but Saturn return, it's it's crazy that you get there because this podcast is a product of my Saturn return. My Saturn return was just crazy. Like it took, 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 but then it gave, right? Because Saturn return, um, if you all aren't familiar in astrology, Saturn returns to the sign it was in when you when you were born, and it happens around your 29th. 30th birthday, 29.3 years it takes for Saturn to make a return. So it is said that who you become during that return when that planet shifts back is who you're going to be for the next 29 years. And um, I think the astrology of it is, you know, we're millennials and millennials are turning 28, 29, 30. And we're all feeling like, oh, my God, this is nobody. This is who I am. am. Nobody told me. And now I have friends that have been here forever and are going to be here. And then I'm losing friends and then I'm losing jobs. And then I'm trying to figure out who I am creatively. And this podcast is largely about identity. So it's super dope to me to have you all here and to talk about the ways in which um, our science, our divinity really constructs our sense of self and how even having the power to choose that for yourself Mm -hmm. and not to just take what was handed to you um, really can be a powerful tool for women of color. So I'm super, super glad um, to talk to y'all about that. So Aisha, I came to astrology in the back of like a Cosmopolitan magazine. (laughs) I'm like, girl, did you read this? That's white astrology for y'all folks. But I was going to ask though, what does it mean? Because we have like Chani Nicholas now who's just amazing and brilliant woman of color, femme of color. Um, What does it mean to femmes to, Mm -hmm. to start shifting to reading astrology that is made by women who look like you? Do you think that shifts the messages? Oh, yes. Most definitely. I think that trials are different based on your demographic. I think um, when you think about a Pisces and you think, oh, um, drug problems or escapism. But escapism for a white person is different from escapism for a black person. Mm. Escapism can be dancing. Escapism can be partying. And for a white person, it could be drugs. It can be um, um, inappropriate relationships, you know? So you really do have to look at where this person is from. And I think with astrology, I'm so grateful for the fact that more... It is a niche market for Black women, and it's growing more because Black women are finding out more about themselves, Mm -hmm. and they're looking past the cosmopolitan. Mm -hmm. They're looking past that, and they're finding out that hold on, wait a minute, this actually correlates with me, but not exactly. How do I get that message out? And so for me, as I was doing that process for myself, I realized, okay, cool. My moon sign is in Gemini. So I like to talk. Me too. Who the fuck are you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so mind you, we just met today. But she's a Virgo and our moon is in Gemini. So what does that mean? So back me up. And Tolu, you can feel free to talk in on this. So Tell people what that means, right? Okay. Because our consistent wait, let me <laughs> at well, all our astrology, times. like my astrology language is what's your sign, Aquarius, See? right? And now we're at Moon and Mars when and rising say, and houses. When people say, "Hey, what's your sign?" They're only talking about your sun sign, but baby, there's a whole natal chart. Okay, there's a whole natal chart, and so my sun sign is in Virgo. My moon sign is in Gemini. My rising is in Gemini. But my 12th house is in Leo. So what is so ri- why is rising important? 
Look. Okay, so rising. Rising is what people can pick up from you. So, 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 so something like it's real though. Like some people can, you know, when people are trying to guess your sign, that's what you appear to the world. You appear as your rising sign. It doesn't mean it's accurate. It's just that this is what you per you. This is what you um, push out to the universe. So my push out is, you know, Virgo. So I am a human humanitarian. I love to service people. I love to help people and all those things. I love to, I am a perfectionist, but it's not necessarily perfectionist. It's just that I've learned from my lessons and it looked perfect. Mm, okay. Okay. Okay, we're going to say that. But okay. believe that Gemini moon comes in out of nowhere. <laughs> okay. And why is your moon sign important? What does that tell my us? My moon sign is my emotional depth. And it's how you relate to yourself. Facts is how you relate to yourself, to your existence, and that's two people. That's a Gemini. So when she said identity crisis, oh yeah, I'm more Gemini <laughs> than Sun sign Gemini. You think Kanye crazy? <laughs> oh my god! But I'm so attracted to Gemini's as an Aquarius. I like, know because you're air sign. You love that. I'm like, yes, give bring me it, all bring this it, bring it. foolishness. <laughs> and then my, but my Virgo is so it, it's forcing me to be humble. Mm, I see. It forces me to be humble. When I say my 12th house is in Leo, I want to talk that issue real quick. <laughs> real quick. Listen, real quick. I get myself into so many terrible situations. situations. Because of it. Because it's just like you're not going to sleep on me, dog. And it's my one fire placement. I Facts. I ain't got I ain't got no nothing. It's else. earth and air. <laughs> Like We're gonna give y'all a spinoff. Oh <laughs> so I can do star charts. But see, but that's why that's why you are tarot because my sister's a Pisces and she does tarot. Me, the cards I respect it and I love readings from it. But me, I'm more of the ancestral readings. So I'll do angel card readings, oracle card readings. But tarot that requires a special subconscious mind. And because you are Pisces rising, you have the ability to see past this. You see past it. You have a knowledge of what's outside, even if it's subconscious. Like, you may not even know that you know, but you feel it. And it's, it's just like, I'm going to say what I say, and it might, it might make you feel some type of way. But just know it's not me. It's them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's them. Uh-huh. It's them. And I think that ability is especially placed on certain people. Me, I'm too earth. I'm too earth for it. I'm just like, on uh, you getting too close to the water, you feel me? <laughs> That's too because if people cry in front of me, I'm gonna cry in front of them. But you're willing to cry with them. And that's empathy. Yeah. That's empathy. And Pisces have that empathy that Aquarius and Pisces have that empathy. I think people underestimate the empathy of an Aquarius because they are an air sign. And so they won't show it, but they feel it. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. It. I feel that. They real. feel it. And, and for them, the best way to handle that feeling is to separate. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's boundaries. boundaries. But remember, boundaries. I said boundaries, not borders, because I'm a border setter. Facts. I can be like, stay. I don't want to see you, talk to you, Ever. kick it with you, skate with you. Nothing. 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 <laughs> but that's a but that's, that's the, detachment. The detachment. Yeah, right. Because Pisces it keeps you are safe. the opposite of that. So Pisces, where you see detachment, they see involvement. Mm-hmm. And immersion. They will immerse themselves in your problems. Sometimes to the detriment because Pisces, man. But they I, can handle it out of anybody else and cancers. All the water signs at this point. Except for if you're Venus or something. 
Ooh, let's talk about it. See y'all. Okay. <laughs> well, I was taking back every time. Let's talk about it. Can't let him go. Mm-mm. I'm so happy my Venus is in Libra, which is kind of worse. Nigga, no. <laughs> so you have to tell me more about your life. <laughs> like, so basically, we have literally y'all have almost the same star chart. We have the same, almost the same star chart, and it's problematic to me because I, <laughs> why? I know I'm a wreck. You feel me? Like, yes, I'm a wreck, and I accept it. But because we love the idea of love. We love Venus. Venus and Libra is the most polyamorous. We're going to get to that later in like non-traditional lifestyle. Listen, 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 one at a time. One at a time. But yes. Well, I was going to ask you to do a reading, but I think we got one. At this point, you're me and I'm you, but you're just more emotional. I'm just like detached. (laughs) I'm like, oh. You're able. You're able to do the high buy. That's why like, if I'm like single, like I gotta like stay single or else like it's trouble. Yeah, it's complete trouble because you flirt. I flirt, okay, but I flirt without <laughs> knowing it. Yeah. And then when it like turns into something where Bigger they're like, I'm it. actually like really invested into it. And, I love and you're you. like, God damn, I guess I could see my life. The good. Because <laughs> the Libra, the Libras is like, I guess I could see myself with that you. That save, that save them, that. And, and we're the initiators of love. So our presence will initiate love without us really thinking about it. I see. And so we're navigating in this very, like, what is natural to us is just like, okay, I like this vibe that we're feeling, and I like that we're building something and whatever, but in our mind, you can't handle me. <laughs> so no, why you bother? The go on top of it is like, I don't know why. Why you're here. You're getting so close. Because <laughs> I'm problematic. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Like... And that's and that's the thing. It's just that I feel like once again the Virgo is there to ground us, mm-hmm. even though the Virgo is literally the Aries of the Earth sign. So if we were a Taurus or Capricorn and we had a Venus in Libra, oh. we would probably be a little bit more concrete. Okay. We'd probably be like, okay, it's like this is having to go lucky. Time, but we fucking want one person, one consistent person. But with with the Virgo and Venus and Libra, it's just like I like you and your brother and your uncle. Your uncle look real. Cool. I ain't a play at you. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's just, and it's just like, dang, yeah, like... <laughs> y'all wild, y'all wild. Tolu, can you talk to us a little bit? Y'all dang, need a spinoff. <laughs> Problem. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect no, this. I didn't either. <laughs> I just picked two people who I thought Aquarius, were dope. Aquarius, you start the trouble though. Aquarius, you start the trouble. And you know that. Instigator. That is it. That is it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Aquarius, no, because Aquarius has a blended friend group. That's okay. facts. That blended, is such blended, facts. Blended friend group. And so when they have a party, you know it's going to be a good time, but you can't have them together for too long. Yeah. Because the differences will show. I've seen two Aquarius in the same room. Oh, no, I've seen two Aquarius. We Aquarius's can be in the same room. Oh, they can, exactly. They can be in the same room. But here's the thing you will always know who's the dominant Aquarius. Here's how. Okay. It's the February Aquarius. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know it. I'm happy you know it, so I don't have to say oh, there's the yeah. January Aquarius <laughs> and then there's and the, it's February. the February Aquarius. Now the January is closer to the Capricorn. Uh-huh, so there's a level of groundedness of just like I'm just happy to show you guys around. But the February, that's closer to the Pisces. Yeah. Right? So the Pisces is like, <laughs> let your vices just show. Just a little bit more volatile. <laughs> exactly. Just, just throw them into the wolves and just see what happens. And that's the Aquarius that um, I feel like a lot of people are intrigued by. But the January Aquarius is, I realized that they have structure that is out this world. They are more prone to panic attacks. All Aquarius are prone to panic attacks. Let's say that for one. But January Aquarius are so prone to panic attacks because of the idealism of what they think their life should be. Mind you, Saturn is ruled by what? Capricorn and Aquarius. So this idea of structure is really what you make out of it. Mm -hmm. Not what others have made out of it, but what you make out of it. And that when I tell you unlearning perfectionism is like huge thing. Mm -hmm. Unlearning, this is a picture I had and you ruined it. And and now you 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 must pay. And now you must die. And now you must pay. (laughs) But really learning, moving into acceptance. And I think Mm. this is... um, I just you hit the nail on the head with that. Mm-hmm. So Tolu, can you um would you mind sharing with us a little bit of background about the deck and to maybe do a short reading for us? So talk to me about um you said there's a cleansing process for the tools that you use. So it all depends on what you got. Um right now I have Palo Santo, which um I really am trying to start phasing out because it's being grossly over-harvested. Yeah, the the same as um, white sage. So if you are listening to this and you are using white sage, start to phase things out. Like a really good replacement for Palo Santo and sage is cedar. Mm. Um, And copal, even depending on where you get it, always, always ask where if you are going to any holistic store, if you are going, um, yeah, if you're going to anywhere that you're getting magical tools from, always ask where your things are coming from um, because these are just tools. Mm. As a diviner, like, there's this kind of, like, running joke that's like, I don't even, like, you really think that I need the cards in order to be able to read you, which is like, no. no. (laughs) I mean, you don't, but it's a really useful tool for illustration. It's a really useful tool for, um, because most people, us as humans, we operate on the third and the fourth, like, dimension. Like, we operate in the third and fourth realm. And so we're not necessarily always accessing our empathy. We're not always necessarily Mm -hmm. in tune with ourselves in the higher realms. Um, And so if you just, like, sit across from someone and start spewing things at them, like, they're not going to be able to get that. They're not going to be able to access it. So for me, tarot is a helpful illustrator um, for myself when I need to get things through my thick skull and for other people as well. it's sort of visual religion or yeah. visual spirituality, mm-hmm. which, of course, visions are sort of how we create the world around us. And we can use sound. I think that's a big thing, too, is that we use these raw materials, but they're sound. Sound has a frequency that can clear the space. So when you see these, like, 
you know, bowls with those sounds. Yeah. It clears the energy without having to burn anything, without having to use, and you can recycle it. Yeah. The same goes with water. Sound therapy, water therapy. Well, let's talk about water, fire magic, and mirror magic. Oh, listen. (laughs) Listen, okay, we're going to get into mirror magic. Okay, 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 okay. We're going to do a part two with the mystics. Y'all might have to be my resident (laughs) (laughs) mystics, yo. Um, For me, it's always... Okay, so one of my favorite, favorite teachers of tarot, um, I took like a month or so long, like intensive class with her Mm -hmm. um, for tarot reading. And she's really dope. Her Instagram is Elizabeth fucking Marie. Um, (laughs) And she really reminded me... um, that we are, that this is play. This is divine play. Yeah. When we're asking the universe about things, when we're asking um, the ancestors, when we're practicing our medicines, and, like, everybody has medicine. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Everybody has medicine. Mm-hmm. When you're practicing your medicine, it comes from a place of joy. It feeds all of your timelines from your inner child all the way to, like, your future crone stage, like, it feeds everything. Like, play is necessary, and divining is one of the ways that you play with the universe. Yes, 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 yes. So, we're going to play. And yes. it all and it all depends on, like, what we want to know. Um, I always tell people, don't fucking ask questions you already know the answer to. Yes. Because this is a reflection. This is a mirror. Like, I'm mm-hmm. asking myself. I'm asking you. You're asking you. <laughs> we're asking your ancestors. My ancestors are guides. We're pulling from a bunch of different spaces in order to get this information. But knowing that, like, it's play, but it's not for play play. Because, like, this is the ultimate access to, like, the clarity of truth, which we all have within us. Mm-hmm. Um, it all depends on whether or not you're willing to get grounded enough to, like, go there. and yeah, absolutely. Or, or, yeah, if you're ready to accept the truth, too. Because, like, it, the truth is always there, like... One plus one equals two. You know. (laughs) You know. It's always, always going to be there. Um, So, yeah. Let's... I've been... Let's see. I've mostly done affirmation readings in Atlanta. Done a lot of love readings. um, Some business readings. So, what do we want to ask? Where do we want to play? Is, like, the question. And then I'll explain the deck. Let's just also say that the new... The full moon in Pisces is coming up, so... Let's just play that game real quick. All of the portals are fucking open. Every fucking planet is in and No, and the thing is, like, we just got a couple of planets, like, like, going direct. But the big Mm. one, big dog, Saturn, is is really about to, like, let loose. And I think 2020 is going to be a resemblance of what you've been through in 2019. And it's going to really solidify the growth that you went through in 2019. If you didn't go through growth, 2020 is going to be a problem. Listen. <laughs> but if you did go through growth during during this time, yeah, your, your, your lessons are going to be learned in the next couple of weeks. In the next couple of weeks. So for me, if you're trying to read some cards, I'm trying to see... Okay. So Aisha, yeah, what what do you want to ask the ancestors? Um, I found a level of groundedness a couple of days ago when it comes to like my school and whatnot, and I realized that I'm gonna be fine with school. I think I underestimated my intellect mm-hmm. for way too long, mm-hmm. and now that I'm in a space 
where that's challenged, I'm like, oh no, I can actually handle this. Now my love life. We need <laughs> my, to ask the ancestors about love. love. Life, <laughs> my, my love life in correlation to my business, because I think what I always feel is a problem is that I always feel like I have to sacrifice one or the other. Mm-hmm. In order for me to be great, this opportunity came right after a breakup. Wow. This, like, every opportunity that's massive comes from me being single. But I don't want to be single forever. Yeah, to want love. I want to, to I want to be loved. I want to be embraced. If Stedman, Stedman, my future Stedman. Hey, oh my God. <laughs> please, if you want to see me grow, yeah, love me. <laughs> Do you ever feel like the ancestors are like swatting away dick and like making you focus on like leveling up? And like, yeah. do you ever feel like sometimes? Oh, they bring the dick, or they bring the <laughs> they dick, bring or it. sometimes like they're preparing some for you, and then all of a sudden you level up, and they're like, oh, whoop, oh, we need, we need we need to change that. We need switch <laughs> it up. Switch it up. We need to switch it up. She's You're growing beyond our yes, uh, beyond our knowledge, mm-hmm. and, and and that's the thing is, it's like, dang. I am growing beyond my knowledge and beyond the knowledge of some other spiritual folk. And I realized that I think I have been underestimated even in my ancestral knowledge. Mm-hmm. Speak on it. I've been underestimated. I think that, because at the end of the day, we'll soon become Egun's. Right? Egun's is ancestors. So we'll be soon become ancestors. And I think... What we do in our living will affect what we do in our passing. So for me, I think there is an underestimated quality that I bring because I think some of, sometimes I think that my agoons expected me to only be in my job. Mm. No. I have to I have to go. I have to go. I have to experience life. I have to live my life. And I think now it's just like, okay, we knew how she was gonna make money in my job. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know how she would make money here. And her making money here is international, of course. And that's where also, like, I feel like your guides come in because I feel like mm. you're never, it's never just one type of spiritual counsel. We are always, always, always surrounded by spiritual counsel. Yeah. Whether that's your animal guides, whether that is mm. like your inner, like, spirit guides, the ones that have been with you since you were born, oh. your ancestors. Um, plant guides, orishas, like all of them, you are consistently surrounded by spiritual counsel. Mm -hmm. And so... And living counsels too. And living counsels. And if you have grandparents, if you have, you know, great-grandparents, any kind of relatives that in any way believe in you, connect with them now Now. before they are ancestors. Yeah, I think we need to return to... Not only respecting elders, but calling upon elders calling upon them, for wisdom. When, and I think that's the that's the problem sometimes. It's just like, what words do we use to communicate to youth so you can understand? Because everyone wants to be understood. Yeah, I think that's a natural human quality. We want to be understood. But not all of us can articulate what it is that we need, want, and expect. Yeah. Absolutely. Undiscussed expectations lead to chaos. Yep. Mm-hmm. As, that's the conversation we had in um, effective communication in Hayes' higher learning <laughs> and really moving past um, past that into true understanding and true connection, cross generations, cross color lines. So, Tolu, will you help us see what? Oh, yeah. 
So many people read many different ways. The way that I read for people is I, um, and some people don't let other people touch their decks. I always like, you know, like to get a good feeling and you are more than welcome to touch my deck. Um, I let you, the person, think about what you want to, it is you want to ask and shuffle the deck until you feel good, get grounded, call upon your ancestors. You can call upon them by name, call upon your guides. Um, and I get grounded, call upon my guides, call upon my ancestors, call upon my seer guides, mm -hmm. my connections to the earth. Mm. Mm, that was a card. That Jumped was out. Good. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> we can, and we can lay out cards and just shuffle till you feel good, and then I'll cut the deck and I'll read. But it's always good when they give us one. When right. they give it to me. Uh, the right, to describe what just happened, as Aisha was shuffling the deck, a card sort of flipped over. And so that is understood to be the ancestor sending you that specifically. Mm -hmm. Cards will jump a lot of the times when you're shuffling them, especially if you're shuffling with purpose. Um, cards will just like jump out. Like sometimes they'll jump out many at a time, and they'll that is what they want you to read. Like you read it as it falls, and then um, I honestly, it's really just divine direction, subconscious divine direction. The way that I like lay the cards out yeah. and set them up. Um, and will you state your full name for me, please? My name is Aisha Tifedayo Motuayo Ajoke Odwala Owo. Let us know what your mission is to means power, right? It just means you're not the same person. Facts. Sometimes I will consult my pendulum to help me um, redirect, help me move in certain ways. So we pulled the Jeez, do you want you want this? I want it all. Hey, okay, all right. We pulled the six of swords, we pulled the five of swords, the nine of cups or chalices, and the knave of wands. So we'll start with the six of swords. So swords is a um, a suit of wind. It is a suit of changes. It comes to us when we need to like let things go, leave things behind. Especially that six energy. That six is like the collection of mounted work. So there's a lot of work that you've already done in your inner life. And there's something, a disappointment, something that is like a little bit sad for you to let go of. That's a little bit like, man, I'm really, you know, kind of upset. But it's necessary for you to let that go and to seek your inner wisdom. And like, you know, a straight shooting arrow keeps sailing forward. Yeah. Um, the Five of Swords uh, is also asking you why you are wanting to hide, why you are wanting to <laughs> Take. <laughs> um, why you're wanting to take um, ulterior methods of reaching what it is that you truly want. Why are you escaping your own creativity? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> but they're asking um, 
definitely for in the nine of chalices for you to look at it is look at what you have. Like for the longest time, um, this was the message where you weren't necessarily understanding what it was that you held. But now's the time for you to look up at all of the all of the love, all of the connections that you have brought into your life um, and really see and appreciate them for what they are. See and appreciate <laughs> those important bonds and also acknowledge what it is that you are um, creating. And the Knave of Wands is number one, asking you to see and recognize your work. You have done a lot of um, important movements when it comes to, yeah, obviously you've done a lot of important movement when it comes to your business um and like really you need to like focus on Recognizing. congratulating yourself Ooh. like real recognized real you. for sure you know and that imposter that. syndrome <laughs> needs to it needs it like Exposed. but for real like this is what this is talking about all right so we have the emperor here and so emperor energy is telling you to like yo in a very um, masculine way and in one having to do with your very liver is what they are saying. Um, you need to regain and retake control and stand in your power. Um, sometimes, sometimes the things that we hold onto, sometimes as crutches can um, blur our balance a little bit, can blur our focus. Um, but it's really, really time for you to be commanding in that. So you need your clearest mind possible to be commanding in that, which requires lifting your head, um, especially as you like walk in the streets. I'm sure you don't have like a huge problem with that, but just oh like, no, but I do. <sighs> I'm so tall that I regret it. No, <laughs> I'm so tall that I regret it. I'm just like oh. Time for you to lift your head. Justin. <laughs> Any anything you want clarified? Anything? Does this feel does this resonate? No, it does resonate. I think that's one big thing that we me and we always talk about. It's just this idea that like I still haven't watched my episode at the own network. I still haven't watched it. And everyone around me has watched it. Aisha was on on the conversation mm -hmm. um, as a part of the Black Women Create Conversation on the OWN Network. Mm -hmm. And you're saying you did this dope thing and you haven't even... I haven't even watched it. Yeah. Because I have, like, it's jitters. And I knew that when I said what I said, I meant what I said. And I'm not here to reiterate. I'm not here to clarify. I was clear on what I said and what I felt. And so going back and looking and thinking about the opinions coming after it, I don't want to consume myself with it. Mm -hmm. At the same time, my parents saw me on TV. Yeah. They saw me on TV. No African parents. And my African parents <laughs> yeah, saw me on TV. The college dropout, they saw me on TV spitting facts. Not just on TV, but speaking, a, yeah. Yes, and speaking about things that was on my mind at the time. My name is Ife Dayo. Ife means love. Dayo means joy. Love that literally, the love, love that brings joy. joy. <laughs> the love that brings joy. Like, <laughs> and so like me talking about it, you know, I've had my own mishaps with it because I'm trying to figure out what it means for myself. 
but joy means to myself. And it's just crazy because like maybe like two weeks ago prior to the airing of it all, I was so suicidal. I was done. I was done. And so just to know that like, mind you, had I done that, the week after I got to meet so many of me, I was embraced by love back to back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Every day since then, I've been in, like literally immersed in love. And it's just like that head bow. Humility is a, a humil- there's a difference between humility and shrinking. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That. thousand percent. Absolutely I that. I tend to shrink so much because of my idea of my relevance. Mm. And I feel like I'm surrounded by so many people who influence me, but don't assume that I can influence others until I'm reminded that I've influenced the pool. And you have to be in your power and, and be it. enough. It's not anything that you have to seek and to be. And understand that you are enough. And like you were validated by your existence. Absolutely. Are you ever like afraid that... Um, are you ever afraid of how big your relevance is? Of oh, how- yeah. I'm afraid of my exposure like a mug. Yeah. Because I've seen how my exposure has made, has had a radioactive effect on people. And that's I was like, not, that's other people's problem. That's not facts. yours. That's your issue. <laughs> people will always, like, especially in this society that needs to be on its heel. Like, everybody needs to be on their healing journeys at this point. Facts. If you're not on your healing journey, What's the depression is only going to get... If you with me, we healing. That's what we've been like, doing. That's what we show up to do. And deeper, and especially with this full moon in Pisces. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just going to go deeper and deeper and deeper into self-loathing and deeper and deeper into self-regret. Deeper and deeper into it if you don't acknowledge it. My problem is hiding. Nigerian culture has forced us to hide. Mm-hmm. Y'all think black culture kind of forces y'all to put things under the carpet? How we put things under the floorboard? Build a house on top <laughs> of it. On top of the untruth, on top of, on yeah, top the of secrets, it. yeah. And it's just, it's so, it's, um, it is, it, it, it's robbing you of sincere joy. Like, I'm here right now experiencing someone I've known, someone I've met, and someone I've experienced for the first time and still feel connected all the same. And I think when we allow the spiritual, and it is a spiritual attack. Suicide is a spiritual attack. You don't know where it's coming from, but you feel it. And the idea is I did not ask to be so you are here from the from the thoughts, the pre-thoughts of other people. You're mm-hmm. here because of other people. Mm-hmm. You had no part in it. Mm-hmm. You had no part in it. That's it. Yeah. And that robs you of a power that you feel so wholesomely, but at the same time feel like, oh, why? For what reason? And purpose is something that will continually save me. Gratitude is something that will continually save me. And congregation. Yeah, community. Community Community does it, man. You can't be isolated. And Virgos, we know. 
Permit and not just how to be isolated by ourselves, but how to be isolated in crowds full of people. Period. Like, yeah. Being, Period. Knowing how to be on autopilot and like mm. honestly not feeling like anything. Not feeling anything, but also <laughs> like being around your friends, wanting to help and helping your friends, but then at the same time, feel empty after keeping your emotions so hidden, so up because you feel like it's too much for your friends to take on. Mm. But then, isn't like you read the more cards? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, totally put some more read more cards into it. So the devil card shows up. Ooh, I love um, the devil card. Yeah, right. It always shows up to remind us. When we are um, repressing our feelings, our deepest desires, our truest emotions, mm. the devil card reminds us of what our detriment is. So we have the devil card opposite what it is that we need to be doing, which is celebrating ourselves. Mm. So when we are in this like little vortex of, you know, having to like, this is literally like the illustration here. Like this is the Virgo controlling your inner Gemini, Gemini emotion. Like-, like when you are so focused on controlling what it is your emotions look like to the world mm. and not and when you're when you feel like you're unable to be truly vulnerable with your community and the people that you're around as opposed to this like strange fake wholesomeness that uh started happening uh in churches a while ago yeah. where Ooh. you like greet people hello hi and you you know like you kind of it's the mundane you know each other as christians you know each other you greet each other but you don't actually know about those people's lives. You're not actually yes. being vulnerable with, with those people, people at church. Yeah. Yeah. But this is a level of church congregation, mm. right? Like, I'm literally, like, I've been to your house how many times? Like, you, quite a few times. <laughs> and this, well, I didn't cook in this place, but I brought food in this place. Like, you, you, you gave me my first real job. You feel me? Like, I'm a hustler because I braid hair, but you gave me my first real, like, Oh, there's a W two form that comes with this work. <laughs> you know, so you've given me that space, so I do feel at home, right? And then to talk about my inner, what's going on with me, what's going on in my mind and my emotions, and it is—is is it, it? You do have this combat. You do have this combat of just like, am I professional or not? <laughs> Aisha can be professional, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, or this this is a different profession that you're used to. Yeah, yeah. And I to, to like step outside ourselves. And it's, it's to step outside of myself and to remind myself that, like, I am at home. I think one thing about the mutable signs is that they are so used to going to other places that they forget what home is. And they forget that they can bring home anywhere. Yep. They can bring home anywhere. You are your first home. You are your first Bars. And but it's it's honestly something that like we have to remember because yeah. the one thing that I always have to like realize is I can never ever be so arrogant hmm. that I feel like I've completely unlearned everything that was deeply programmed in me since birth. Yeah, it's like, constantly after, unlearning. Uh, a few years, <laughs> it's like a long yeah learning. Like, but it is about remembering that and remembering that we have that. Um, understanding of who we are, but also remember that we still have so much more to learn. Mm-hmm. We have so much more to learn. It is not a tell-all book yet. 
you are consistently redecorating. If your body is a home, if you are consistently working on your body being home, yeah. then you're consistently redecorating. You're consistently figuring out what that means. Mm. It doesn't have to be solid, consistent. Like, you don't keep... Fluid, I really yeah. hope yeah. you don't keep the same chair for, like, you know, 35 years unless that shit is, like, really Pass the time. Yeah. Like, artisanal <laughs> shit. I really hope you're changing out your shit. And I really hope you're redecorating. But people don't. People are comfortable. And complacency is something that um, plagues us in our growth process because we are so used to finding things and be gifted things, right? We're gifted with the understanding but don't know how to utilize the understanding. So we kind of recycle this understanding that we've been programmed to think. So we have instinctual versus indoctrined. And so we have this instinctual desire to love, but we have an indoctrined way of learning of loving yeah and we are constantly in battle between which is productive and if we go to the indoctrined way of loving people then we may find ourselves in this very mundane pragmatic situation i love you therefore i get married to you i love you therefore i get married to you and then have your kids then i have your kids and watch which is and it's easy for virgo too to get snapped up in that and then we end up on snapped (laughs) (laughs) facts like complete facts like (laughs) teacher if you do not question if you do not if you are and it all comes back to community it all comes back to having examples to having re safe reinforcements mm-hmm. of your growth process mm-hmm. and affirmations of your growth process in mm-hmm. community like i was just reading about it today that reading about it today in the cards that like literally your creative connections your everyone that moves you forward in that stage of unlearning everyone that moves you forward in that like that is what moves you out of stagnancy that is how you mm-hmm. decorate because like we not it's not always that we can just consult the mirror and have it be completely truthful sometimes it is very very helpful to see a reflection in others and to see the truth of who you are absolutely and i'm so grateful oh we got the two we got one more card okay exactly what that is the two of cups is all about harmony in your relationships it's all about literally using each other as that balance and mirror being able to, because we see these two cups, they're completely different, but they're mm. looking at each other and underneath we have two lovers who are embracing. And so they're able to see the beauty of their differences and still have like emotional harmony. harmony. And it's also talking about inner emotional harmony as well. Mm. Um, Duality for the twins. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm so grateful for y'all for coming on this. Um, part of Hayes' higher learning is exploring and redecorating and finding pieces that fit us. So if you find that mysticism fits you, um, Tolu, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at T-O-L-U-W-A-O-V. Um, I do, what do they call those faraway readings? This, no. Remote readings. Remote readings. Remote readings, that thing. Over technology, if you have FaceTime or um, any kind of messenger, I do that. Um, or I'm in Denver, Colorado, most of the time reading. Really Aisha. I know. I come. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get Tolu back to Atlanta. Aisha, Please. where can people find you for astrology readings? Okay, you can find me at She Knew Nothing, S H E K N E W N O T 
G-H-I-N-G. Um, she knew nothing. And, you know, shoot me a cute little DM. Um, I'm going to have webinars to teach about the planetary placement very soon. And um, I just want people to learn more about themselves through astrology because, once again, it's just math. Absolutely. So you can find more about them at Hayes' Higher Learning on Instagram. Visit ashleyhayes.com slash Hayes' Higher Learning. As always, you can support Hayes' Higher Learning by clicking on that page by Patreon, by PayPal. If you want to send offerings to Tolu or Aisha, feel free to message them. You can find their information on the page. Thank you so much for listening to our first alternative spirituality episode. Our song of the week is going to be Sango by Oshun. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope you all have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in to Hayes' Higher Learning, where together we are learning better, doing better, and being better. Have a great week, y'all.